are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Friday, October 16th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 230th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Not a whole lot of breaking news coming out of Chicago in the last 48 hours or so. Things have certainly slowed up tremendously since Monday, but we did get a little bit of insight on what's going on with restricted free agent Dylan Strom and his contract situation. Scott Powers of The Athletic, he came out with an article this morning saying that there really isn't any hurry to get this deal done right now between the two sides because Strom does not have arbitration rights, so there there just isn't a set date that things need to get done by, so everything is just kind of taking some time right now, and, and there's just no rush at the moment, but the good news is the two sides are still expected to get a deal done at some point, so the plan as of now is still for Dylan Strom to be a part of this roster for the 2020-2021 season, which, which is good. I definitely think trading Strom would be a mistake at this point of his career. He's still so young, and I like it. I like his game when he's healthy at the center position. I I do think he needs to get a bit stronger, not only physically, but in his style of play as well. But overall, having Strom locked in as our third-line center going forward, that's one of the only spots where we look good on paper going forward, one of the only spots where we actually have some depth. Uh, So yeah, Strom, he's still expected to resign with the Blackhawks. That's good news. As for the terms of his deal, things are kind of interesting here because, as I said, Strom does not have arbitration rights. And I've also said this before on the podcast, him, Strom not having arbitration rights, that kind of allows Stan Bowman in the Blackhawks front office to play hardball, per se, with him a little bit after kind of a down season. And right now, Evolving Hockey, it's a good website and Twitter page to follow for cap projections for NHL players and uh, contract projections and whatnot. They project Dylan Strom to get a two-year, $3.33 million contract extension from the Blackhawks. And that will probably even be a little bit lower because of the COVID-19 situation and all the cap situations for the teams across the league. So Strom, he should be looking at somewhere around $1.5 million for each of the next two seasons. Or he could try and get a one-year deal done with the Hawks in order to get back to the negotiating table a little faster and get those arbitration rights. The Blackhawks probably don't want to go that route. They know what Strom is capable of doing. We saw it in 2018-19, so I expect them to try and get this deal done for two years if possible. Strom will probably try and lean it for one year, but we'll have to see exactly what how it all works out. But either way, $1.5 million, that's terrific value for a guy like Dylan Strom. And I really hope this deal will get done for two seasons because of two reasons. A, we could really use another two years of Strom signed at, signed at a cheap number like $1.5 million. And also, I really don't want to waste that kind of value when the Blackhawks are not going to be competing for a Stanley Cup next season. And I want to be... 
I don't want to sound all negative or be the bearer of bad news, whatever you may call it, but you look at this roster and you tell me how we're 100% going to be better than last season and ready to compete with some of the top teams in the league. There's just no way, especially with either Malcolm Subban or Colin Delia likely holding <laughs> holding down the fort and goal. There's just no way the Blackhawks are in the running for even the best team in the Western Conference, let alone the entire NHL. So wasting a year like that on a great value contract for Dylan Strome, that that would just be a little tough. And that's why I'm hoping when all the negotiating finishes up, Strome gets signed to a two-year contract extension with the Blackhawks. And once again, it's it's so interesting with him slotting in as our third-line center. At least, as I said earlier in the episode, the expectations right now are for Strom to re-sign with the Blackhawks. But with him coming back and slotting in as that third-line center and also bringing in a great face-off guy like Lucas Walmark, who has played mostly center throughout his career so far, I just wonder how Stan Bowman expects Jeremy Colleton to fit all these guys in the lineup. And it's not like David Kampf down on the fourth line. It's not like he's been a slouch down there for the Blackhawks lately. He was really good for them in the postseason. He was also one of the main reasons why... The penalty kill had a lot of success last year and had a huge, huge uh, jump in in the rankings. They were 31st in the league, I believe the worst penalty kill in NHL history in 2018-19, Then they jumped back into the top 10 last year. Camp was a huge part of that reason, and he also made huge strides in the face-off department, so I don't think the plan right now is for Camp to go and play wing. I don't see why we do that. He's finally getting comfortable in the fourth-line center role, so... I just wonder how everything is going to play out once this team hits the ice together in training camp because right now, it certainly, on paper, it looks like we have one too many centers. And that isn't always a problem, I want to add. It's not always a problem to have that. It is a luxury at times to have multiple guys to be able to come in and win a draw for your team, but... It just looks like one of these guys is going to have to play the wing, and we don't have a lot of room there either. And also, we've we've been down that road with Strom before. He's come out and said, that experiment's over. He had a talk with Jeremy, and they both decided it was best for Strom to go forward playing center, so that's not an option. As I said, I don't think moving Camp to the wing is in the plans right now, and that leaves us with Lucas Walmark. And do we really want to go down that path and experiment with another young player during a vital part of a vital part of their career he's also been fine in the face of down in the past so there's no real need to go move him at wing of course as i said it would be a nice luxury for the hawks but it's not always that easy not every center can go and play wing especially when that's what they've been doing throughout their career so far so i don't know i just have my questions about how this current roster is going to shape out once training camp opens whenever that may be and i'll say it again Talking about these logjam issues, it really makes me think the Blackhawks aren't done making moves because I just don't see how there's going to be enough spots for all these guys at the start of next season. Alright, coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about a couple more roster issues the Blackhawks could face whenever the season opens up in just a couple of months. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, German chocolate cake, and they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft 
easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get $10 off your first order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for $10 off your first Built Bar order. Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. So we just wrapped up discussing the latest news on Dylan Strome's contract situation with the Blackhawks. Now I wanted to talk about another topic that Scott Powers brought up in his article this morning, which is some players for the Hawks whose waiver status is something to keep an eye on because that very well could help out, help shape out the roster once we start to get closer to a regular season. And we saw that happen last year with defenseman Carl Dahlstrom. He was picked up off waivers by the Winnipeg Jets just a couple days before the regular season started. So that could definitely happen again this year because the Blackhawks have a lot of guys who will require waivers if they are to be sent down to the Rockford Icehogs. A lot of guys who are going to be pushing for an NHL roster spot in Chicago. And this is crucial because there is a good chance a lot of these guys who are fringe NHLers could be a filler in another team's lineup. So If they hit waivers, they could be gone and not be sent to Rockford after all. So the players for the Blackhawks who will require waivers are Matthew Highmore, Brandon Peary, John Quenville, Anton Lindholm, who we just got from the Colorado Avalanche, Nick Sealer, Colin Delia, and Malcolm Subban. As I said, a lot of guys who are, they're right there, they're on the cusp, and they'll be fighting for a roster spot in training camp. And to start us off, Matthew Highmore, he's a guy I would hate to see lost through waivers. I thought he was a really solid fourth liner late in the regular season, and then he went and made himself very noticeable in the playoffs. I originally thought he was going to be a lock on that fourth line with Camp and Carpenter once again. That trio had some good chemistry in the postseason. But with all the Hawks' latest additions, plus not being able to buy out Zach Smith, I have to wonder where exactly Matthew Highmore fits in for next season. But I do think the Hawks like him a lot, and I also think that another team could be quick to jump on him after scoring a couple of big goals in the playoffs. So for that reason, at worst case, I think Highmore's a healthy scratch for the Blackhawks to start the season. As for Brandon Peary and John Quenville, though, this is kind of interesting because they're two guys who kind of appear to be on the outside looking in right now. For Peary, though, I don't. Th- I think he has the trade going for him. I think the Blackhawks, I don't think they'd want to give Dylan Secura up for nothing in return, even, even if it wasn't working out well here in Chicago. So I, I think... I think again, he. I think Peary's a guy you, you scratch, and then you don't. You, unlike Highmore, you're not. You don't really want to scratch Highmore. He's kind of a guy you'd either want playing in the AHL or playing in the NHL with the Blackhawks. But for Peary, 
you scratch him and, and you don't feel too bad about it because he's not a young guy who needs to prove anything down in the A. So I think Peary's he's a good good match for the Blackhawks as the 13th forward. But again, Matthew Highmore, he could be there as well. And so could John Quenville. So this could be a crowded group right here. John Quenville, uh, apparently Jeremy Colleton, he has a bit of a soft spot for John Quenville because he got in the lineup for the Hawks in that elimination game five for some reason against the Vegas Golden Knights. He was on the ice with the top line with like two minutes to play. So he very well could be in the extra forward spot as well. The Blackhawks will probably keep two. But comparing Quenville to Highmore and Peary, I think he's the most likely of the three to be put on waivers. Not a whole lot of loss there. They acquired him from New Jersey in that trade for John Hayden, who didn't get a qualifying offer from the Devils this offseason. He hasn't panned out to be much of anything. So I think for those reasons, Quenville could be the guy to hit waivers this fall if it does come to that. But of course, anything can happen during training camp, and that this whole situation could change for a whole lot. Uh, but as for the defenseman, Anton Lindholm, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're gonna lose sleep over that one. But again, he was part of that deal for not only Brandon Saad, but also Dennis Gilbert. The Avs, without a doubt, got the better secondary player in that deal. So maybe the Hawks try and work something out with Lindholm. I just don't see it ever happening at the NHL level. Then Nick Sealer. He's a good guy to have at the number seven spot, kind of like Slater Cuckoo. It's a well, not comparing him to Slater Cuckoo. Slater Cuckoo's better, but still having Nick Sealer as the number seven, not a guy kind of like Brandon Peary. You're not going to feel bad about scratching him more more nights than you're going to play him, uh, and he can come into the lineup and play. 13, 14 minutes and, pl- and play some decent defensive hockey. Um, but the Hawks also have a long j- a log jam on the defensive side of things right now with all the young guys coming up in the system, plus the addition of Nikita Zadorov. So I just don't see how it's ever going to work in Chicago for Sealer. Not too worried if we lost him. But as for the goaltenders, I don't think we would want to risk losing either Colin Delia or Malcolm Subban on the waiver wire. Certainly Colin Delia. I don't think it's in the cards for Subban to hit waivers before the season ever begins either. So um, he's, and he's also, he's the only one out of our current goaltender group with legit NHL experience. I know Delia has like, what, 10 games or so. Um, so for those reasons, I think both both Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban will be on the NHL roster come opening night. And that means Kevin Lankinen will probably be the odd man out no matter what happens during training camp. The Blackhawks just simply can't afford to lose either Delia or Subban right now through waivers. I don't think they want to take that risk. So it appears at the moment that either Colin Delia or Malcolm Subban will take the reins from Corey Crawford and be in net for the Chicago Blackhawks on the season opener whenever the 2020-2021 season takes place. All right, that will take care of all the updates from Scott Powers' article this morning. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to talk about what TSN's Elliot Friedman had to say on the Blackhawks' current locker room situation. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. 
You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey. Or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks and their moves during the free agency period. Okay, we just finished up talking about which Blackhawks players will have to go through waivers if they are sent down to Rockford this season. Now before we wrap things up today, I wanted to be sure to mention what TSN's Elliot Friedman had to say in his latest 34 Thoughts column on the Chicago Blackhawks and their current situation that's going on. Friedman talked about this apparent disconnect that's been going on with the front office and their core players. And basically what Friedman had to say was that he's been chasing down Captain Jonathan Taze all offseason for an interview or for a comment. And Taze always declines these. He's a guy that likes his privacy. And there's no problem with that. But with that being said, the fact that Taze actually took the time to sit down with The Athletic for an interview and talk about how frustrated he is... That is significant. Taze did this to prove a point. He's not a guy who does interviews a lot, and he did one here because he wanted to get a message through, and he made it clear in that interview that he and the core players, guys who've been with this franchise for over a decade now, they have no idea what's going on, what direction the team is heading in, whether or not we're going into a rebuild, and that's a problem. These guys deserve all the respect in the world, and for them to not have a single clue about what the front office is trying to do going forward, that's that's just unfathomable to me. How can you not show them the simple respect they deserve after three Stanley Cups? It's seriously mind-boggling. And also, we've heard Corey Crawford say there wasn't a whole lot of communication between the two sides on the days leading up to free agency. We also heard Brandon Saad in his first interview with the Colorado Avalanche media that there wasn't much talk with the Blackhawks before he was traded last weekend so stand in the front office they're not telling these guys what's going on and that's it's as a fan that's just really frustrating to hear and it especially makes me concerned because how with these guys in their final years I mean look they're all past 30 now so how many years do we have left with these guys and after all they've been through all the highs Winning the Cup three times, it would be so sad to see this situation turn ugly and for these guys to leave on bad terms. We had that for so long with Bill Wirtz in charge, and that's the last thing I would ever want to see happen with Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook. After all they've been through, after watching those guys do so much for this team, it would be so sad to watch it turn sour. It was truly terrible, honestly, to see what happened to Corey Crawford, the way that all went down. And it's just, it's clear right now that the front office, they're losing their star players and something needs to happen happen soon. Whether it's a sit-down conversation with everyone involved or whatnot, I don't know. But I'm just sick of hearing about all these problems with the front office crippling our team. It shouldn't happen with this prestigious of an organization. We're the Chicago Blackhawks, not the Chicago Blackhawks of 2003 through 2007, the abysmal years. This is a team that just won three Stanley Cups last decade. And if this continues to happen, I'll say it, it better be the front office going first before the core players because that would be the biggest slap in the face and truly a disgrace on what these guys have accomplished after all they've sacrificed for this team. 
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, sorry for that little rant, but I think that will wrap up Friday, October 16th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode will be Mailbag Monday, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. So for any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. Hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, everyone, enjoy your weekend responsibly. And thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.